Welcome to the Faith FX Podcast. I'm Bernie Vandewall. I'm Mark Buchanan. And this is where faith and life meet. Bernie. Yes, sir. What's your day job? Uh, well, when I'm not moonlighting and doing whatever it is that this is, uh, I am. Uh, in ha- I'm in my twentieth year. Uh, you're, as you're in your twentieth year. Oh, tw- okay. This is going somewhere. <laughs> I'm in my twentieth year as professor of historical and systematic theology at Ambrose University. So, some people listening won't know what that means. Can you say a little more? Uh, yeah, it basically means uh, here at Ambrose, uh, the subject area that I treat are, are how we think about, uh, express, and talk about God, who God is, what God's like, and um, consequently, how everything relates to and through him. God, How's that? That, that sounds if, if great. I mean, off right off the top. Yeah, thanks. To be able to either articulate. And you? Well, first of all, 20th year. So you started when you're 12 then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. That's, that's good yeah. to know. Uh, I also am at Ambrose and I teach pastoral theology, which means that I'm more concerned with the the practical side of it. So what you're teaching, I'm trying to f- help people figure out what does that look like in your personal life? What does it look like in the people that you might be leading and some right. kind of ministry? Well, one of our colleagues, Bill, Bill McAlpine, who teaches in the same areas, you would say that, that I ask the what question and you ask the so what question. Very well put. Oh, and I think well. that's what we're going to be doing on this podcast. And in, in some extent, when yeah. we have guests on, you'll ask, to, to a certain extent, the what question, unless it's a so what question. Yeah. And I, I imagine, depending on who we have in, one question will probably be more pertinent and and, and deep diving than the other. But we'll see. We'll yeah, see we'll, how see. That goes. we'll see. We'll see. Because we're just starting out. So, so you you uh, do this thing. You talk about moonlighting. That, that sort of raises my curiosity. What what what, the, what do you mean by that? I don't know what I mean by that. I was just <laughs> I'm just making stuff up on the fly. Uh, I'm a theologian. That's what we do. We make stuff up. Yeah, but you you have um, I have other interests. And I'm, I'm married. Okay. Uh, been married for a while uh, to Colleen, and uh, we have two sons. Uh, Dave, who's now married to Hannah, and Ken, who still lives in my basement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, and you're quite involved with sports. Yeah, actually, uh, funny you should bring that up. Uh, I've coached high school football now. Well, I've coached minor football, high school minor football for <gasps> 27 years. Okay. Uh, started uh, actually uh, in the lower mainland of British Columbia here in Canada. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, just this past year, we just won back-to-back city championships, Division Two here in Calgary. So pretty happy about that. Got the new t- t-shirt, got well the done. new medal. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. And you? I, I'm not into What, what are you moonlight at? <laughs> I, uh, you know, if the weather permits, I love to be out on my motorcycle. I'm not sure that's called moonlighting. It's sort of recreation, avocation. Um, love to, to travel, especially if somebody else mm-hmm. is paying for that. And what do you do when you travel? Like when you get to a place, yeah. what do you do? So I, I get invited to various places in Canada and beyond. Twice? Do you get invited twice? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, I always say, you know, t- t- twice you're bad or my bad or something. And, and yeah. the second time, uh, you know, your mistake. But uh, I often go to speak 
at these events, but if it's an interesting place, and I won't, I won't list out what I think is an uninteresting place, but if it's an interesting place, then I'll try to tie in some extra time, rent a car or motorcycle, that sort of thing, and go and explore. Okay. Cool. You just, just random, not looking for anything in particular. I mean, because I well, know other people would okay, look for so, things so in let particular. Me, let me, okay, I think you're setting me up here a little bit. So you do a fair amount of travel, correct? I, I, I leave for Africa on Saturday. Right, and you usually do tie in a little bit extra time on either end. Whenever I can. To go looking for something. Guys on motorcycles. No. No. Tell uh, us. Well, I have a, yeah, I've, I've developed this weird hobby that I can't even explain, but, uh, and, and most people who know me know this is that I, um, I go lurk in graveyards. Yeah. So, so this sounds creepy. It sounds very morbid, but, but some, there's something else underneath it. There's some sort of curiosity interest that's driving it. Yeah, I think to some degree it's, so I teach historical theology, so I'm quite interested in history as well. Uh, And, you know, you sort of, you've read about these people, you've read about, you've heard about all sorts of people, uh, but you've never met them, especially me. I was born and raised in a a prairie small city. And so, you know, uh, not a lot of fame there. And so when I go to different places, I will stop by the cemetery and meet these figures, if you will, that I've heard about and sort of. Just sort of think that's neat. I don't know why. Okay, I have so many questions right now. Like one of them is, do you have a little ritual or anything when you stand over some grave that you've been anticipating, you know, uh, meeting that person? Not really. No, I used to, but I gave it up. I actually used to stick my foot in the picture. So I'd take a picture. I always take a picture or two. Or I'd stick my foot in often. Just to sort of not only I you know it's not just a stock photo but it, I was actually there yeah so okay so but I haven't done that for a while yeah um, on one other occasion I uh, I took a book and I put the book on the uh, uh, on the headstone or whatever on the headstone yeah, yeah. yeah. it was uh, some guy named Hawthorne oh right so I don't know if you knew this but I did my master's work on Nathaniel Hawthorne. You did. You did. And actually, here's an interesting thing. So I went to Hawthorne's gravesite before you did. Uh-huh. It's in Concord, Massachusetts. It is, up on the hill. Yeah, in, a, in actually a Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was so excited because I thought, here I am, I'm at a, a grave site, and, and I'm going to send a picture to Bernie, and he's going to be... And you were that excited. You weren't that enthusiastic. So, so honestly, you, you don't, don't fudge it. You weren't, you have to go there yourself, don't you? Well, I did. And I went yeah, there. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it, it doesn't count. Oh, no, no. It Cause does, I no. sent you Emily Carr's, yeah. you know, same thing. And you're like, yeah. mm, whatever. No, no. It's yeah. about, it's about being there. Yeah. Okay. Being there. I mean, I, the one thing I want to note is the book that I, yeah. that we should tell people what book I oh, put okay. on Hawthorne's grave. You should. Yeah. Okay. But, I can't guess. I, I mean, I probably could. I sent you a picture of this. Apparently, oh, yes. he wasn't too excited by the picture the, I sent of him. Was it the Scarlet Letter? No, it was okay. your book. Oh, I put right. your book uh, oh, on the gravestone. Oh, I'm so yeah. I'm really <sighs> impressed. Like, I, like we're best friends, but yeah. I, I don't know why that slipped. Two peas in a pod. No kidding. You in, put my book. Right. We're two peas in a so, podcast. So there is this kind of legacy <laughs> piece. This kind of um, yeah. 
All right. Um, no, I, I think you should write a book about this fascination you have with graves, and I want you to call it Grave Matters. No, no. Well, that's not bad. That oh, That's actually interesting. Uh, I've actually talked to a number of publishers, and I can always get them interested in the in the title I have, but I can never get them completely to buy in on the concept. Okay, so? They love the title. Yeah, and, and it would, it would, in my case, I mean, I have a wide interest in graves from all sorts of people. So you're being so dramatic here. I feel I need a drum roll or something. The book I'm proposing is about famous people in church history. Okay. Uh, and teaching church history through biographies, and the biography would actually start with where they're buried, how they died, yeah. their lives, their contributions, their childhood, and then end with where they were born. Anyway. So sort of like uh, Dorian Gray or that movie? Yeah, the, almost. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but the— and, and they all think that somebody should publish it, but yeah. nobody will. Well, yet. and the title. The, okay, here we go. The Underground Church. Oh, okay. That's yeah. perfect. But, um, okay, so aren't some people going to pick it up thinking it's something about yeah. something else? Yeah, so I've often thought that maybe you'd have as the main sort of title, The Underground Church, and then sort of the imposed sort of red pen mark oh, okay. with the, yeah, like the, the, editorial the insertion yeah, yeah. that says The Other. Ah, Perfect. You know what? I would, I would buy that book. I just would. For you? The title. I would. I, I think I would. All right. Call one eight hundred. We'll uh, we'll begin some kind of online uh, petition. But does does uh, calling your wife? Does she indulge you in this when you're traveling? Does she think it's weird? Does she just stay in well, the hotel? Well, she thinks it's weird. Yeah. Uh, and it, she it will, is a bit weird. She will normally indulge me, uh, but we have a trade off. Yeah. So she will join me. And even sort of help me scout out the graves. I usually do my homework in advance. We don't go in, in cold turkey. Uh, do my homework in advance. Have a good idea of where the person is. We'll go do the business and then we'll leave. And she won't say a word and she'll be quite supportive. And then the, the turnaround is that when she wants to go to an outlet mall, I go. With a smile on my face. and yeah. That's a fair yeah. exchange. Yeah. You know, that's pretty gracious of her, actually. Yeah, it is. Because you can also get some cool things at Outlet Malls. You can. Yeah. Like shovels. I've bought so many shovels at Outlet Malls. I don't know. I, I mean, I've got like garages, garages full of, of shovels at sure Outlet Malls. Cool. And also cool glasses. Yeah. And sometimes cool shoes. So, okay. Um, that's very interesting. Thank you. But let's maybe talk now a bit about this podcast mm -hmm. and uh, bringing all this stuff together. My, uh, but I should have said also, I was a pastor for, for a long time. Then, right. And that's why I do pastoral and practical right. theology now. So we've got these varied interests. They somewhat overlap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what is this podcast going to be about? Well, I think what we're going to press uh, one another and uh, guests when we have them is to, to take what we think about God, examine what we think about God, but then also uh, sort of uh, either finish or maybe even start, but we'll also talk about so what. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, the what yeah. and the so what. And when we, when we engage with practitioners, we'll assume they have a lot of so what, right. but we'll push them on the why, on the what. What is it that leads you here? What is it that leads you there from scripture, from life, from theology? Uh, what, yeah. Why is it you do this? This very good thing you do. 
And then we'll probably talk to some theoreticians, right? Some theory people, some theology people who have some really cool ideas. But then that's when, you know, you're going to pipe in and you're going to say. What does all this mean? So what? Yeah. So like, uh, what is it? How does it affect my life? How does it affect the lives of others? So we're envisioning quite a range of guests that we're going to have. We're going to have the practitioners and the theoreticians, but everything from musicians to artists to people doing public theology, uh, people who uh, are in some uh, workplace setting, but are living out their faith in some intriguing, interesting way. We want to introduce our listeners to this whole gamut of interesting people and have them tell their story a bit about who they are and what they do. But then, as you say, depending on what their their kind of framework is, push them one way or the other. What, what is, give us the underneath of this, the why, right. or give us the outcome of this, so what? So here's a question I have for you. Yes. What's the danger of not asking the so what question? Why can't you just leave the theoreticians alone and let them have fun in their sandbox? Oh, you? That's got coming out with some personal pain there, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Well, because in the end, that we I, there's this great quote by uh, the, the father of liberation theology, Gustavo Guterres, and he's, it's on his study of the book of Job. And he describes the comforters of Job. And he says this, this is going to be sort of a mashed up, hashed up quote, but he says that they they seem to be competent theologians, but their theology has nothing to say to suffering. And I would say that to, to the extent that, that any theology or reflection or philosophy that doesn't somehow intersect where people are hurting or living or, or wrestling with real life choice, and somehow something's... I think actually it's a loss, a loss of the, the, the potential of all this rich thinking that goes on in the mind of the theoretician, mm-hmm. so to speak, that really could be uh, at, at the service of ordinary folk who are saying, but what does that mean in terms of my marriage? What does it mean in terms of the work I do? And so I, I think that, that, that something's lost in terms of there's a riches here that's in a sense untapped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let me ask you then from the other side, because I'm more the one that, that asking the so what, if uh, if we're listening to somebody who's doing what, what sounds to me say like phenomenal good work in the world, mm-hmm. uh, children are getting fed or marriages are getting put back together. Why do we need to ask the what question or why question? I mean, isn't it sort of inherent or obvious in the goodness of what's been done? Yeah, and that's that's a great question. I think sometimes it's 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 pretty obvious what what the good thing to do is, right? If uh, I'm standing on a street corner and a child steps out into oncoming traffic, I don't have to stop and sit and think, hmm, what is it that I should do? I remember actually standing on a, a street or, corner. Or why should I do it? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember standing on a street corner in Washington D.C. with my wife, uh, and. Uh, uh, this motorbike came, uh, motorbike, uh, a motorbike came, took a corner, hit a wet patch, motorbike slid out from underneath the rider and was heading directly for my wife who got deer in the headlights. Uh, and without, hmm, I wonder what I should do running through my head. I reached out, I grabbed her while the, uh, the motorbike went sliding, uh, right through that place where she had just been standing up on the curb. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The problem, I think, that will happen, though, is if you never either think about it going in or reflect on things on the backside, uh, is uh, that you really set yourself up to be trendy. True. Right. You, 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 uh, you know, scripture would say, you know, uh, this every wind of doctrine kind of thing. Uh, and so you do, you do, uh, you end up being, well, captive uh, to mood and popularity and uh, uh, different kind of measures that, that maybe don't have the ongoing, long term uh, kind of eternal payoff or, or reason. Uh, that that maybe things should yeah right uh, you 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 lose rudder I think what that can do is give you rudder yeah and and for even those obvious moments where it's pretty clear what we need to do uh, what it can do for you on on the uh, on sort of the backside of those events is provide you with uh, a surety that what you did. Was the right thing. Yeah, and I think sustains for the next act. So, so what what happens when it becomes hard and it's not a spontaneous act of altruism, right? But you're having to do something that you have to think through strategically, or there's a there's a significant cost to it, and what's going to sustain that? Yeah. I uh, think about that. I think it's in Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, where he talks about. You know, there's times we have these dramatic encounters with God. And so the question is, why do we need theology if we actually have an encounter with God? And and Lewis has this ingenious analogy. He says, um, what theology provides is a map. Mm -hmm. And it guides you sort of to the next place that you might have some phenomenal encounter with God. But without the map, we never quite know where we're at. Right, right. Yeah, you, 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 can, you can easily... Uh, lose direction. So, having said all that, you're going to ask him, so what? I'm going to ask him, what? Where are we going to go from here? Well, our, our next guest is somebody you know well, and I'm about to meet them, Dave Blundell. Mm-hmm. He heads up an organization, global organization, called Hungry for Life. Right. And I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm quite intrigued by what I've seen in their literature and on their website. But maybe you could say a bit because you know him. Yeah, Dave uh, started out in Christian ministry, graduated from a Bible college back in the day, started out in Christian ministry, but just uh, had, uh, well, had uh, life face him over and over and over again uh, and ask him those tough theoretical questions and practical questions that actually led him on a path. And I think that's what he's going to talk about and share with us next time. Thank you for listening to Faith Effects presented by Ambrose University, where higher education meets higher purpose. 